The global pandemic COVID-19 has affected all African countries. In this podcast, we're taking a closer look at some of the specific activities carried out by Red Cross to raise awareness and confine the virus. My name is Kasper Christensen, and this is Danish Red Cross responding to COVID-19 in Africa. For today's episode, I'm invited Michelle Peterson, junior health delegate working in Guinea with Danish Red Cross, and Sine Frederiksen, health advisor in Danish Red Cross, to talk about the importance of safe deliveries and how they are working in Guinea to enhance safe deliveries also during COVID-19. Michelle, would you maybe give us um, give us a context of uh, Guinea and Labe, where you are based? What is uh, what is the situation regarding COVID-19 and the protection measurements set in place? Yes, so um, so the first cases uh, were detected in Guinea in the beginning of March, uh, and since then uh, several protection uh, measurements have been put in place uh, to prevent COVID-19 transmission. And uh, many were imposed actually from from the very beginning of the outbreak. For instance, uh, the country was very fast to close its borders, um, to call for restrictions on gatherings, and you know asking the population and uh, to adapt protective behavior, uh, behaviors, and uh, such as you know installing hand washing devices in public places, in offices and shops. Uh, wearing masks and and avoid uh, crowded places. Um, the country also managed to rapid, rapidly develop a national response plan. And so this response plan was uh, developed by the National Agency for Health Security, uh, which had been created as a response during the Ebola outbreak. And therefore, Guinea has uh, already a specifically designated branch the Ministry of Health in place that is responsible for coordinating the response to disease outbreaks. Regarding protective measurements at uh, healthcare facilities, so healthcare posts, clinics, and hospitals, um, I would say that the situation is different depending on where in the country you are and what health post or clinic you go to. Um, I would say it, it can go from bad to extremely bad. Uh, and uh, and the further inside country, the more remote you go, the more worrying it gets, basically. How does this affect the, the local community's opinion towards these health clinics? Do, do they trust them and would they go to the health clinics if they get sick? Yes, it's hard to say um, because, of course, uh, people will go to the clinics when they really need help or most people will, but um, there, there is a general lack of trust in uh, in the healthcare system. Uh, many people will tell you not to go uh, to the health facilities because if there's a place you get infected with COVID-19, that's probably where it is. Um, and so this is something uh, really observed is that uh, since the COVID-19 outbreak, there's a been a decrease in uh, in the number of people visiting the health facilities. There has been specific focus on uh, on women, um, pregnant women, and women with newborns to come and get their vaccinations because um, because they have seen a decrease in the number of uh, um, 
vaccine uh, newborns who have been vaccinated. I just want to know also if uh, the the women who are pregnant in in this community would they go to the health clinics to to give birth and also during the pregnancy. Uh, I mean, some will and others won't. Uh, the majority won't, as it is of today here in the region where I'm sitting. Um, I think it is around 30 to 40 percent that do deliver at healthcare facilities. Um, so the majority actually doesn't. And I mean, when you go out, I visited some of the health facilities, and uh, uh, in some you will actually see um, they are filled with people, especially women, uh, with their babies. Uh, but then again, other facilities, um, the the the, um, the health the healthcare workers will actually complain about the lack of patients or the lack of clients, uh, if you want. And something that is obviously affecting and uh, has a very um, big impact on whether people and specific specifically also women uh, are going to health facilities or not is. Um, is if there's latrines and, uh, and if the clinics are hygienic or not. What we noticed in, in Guinea was this immediate uh, lack of trust uh, that, that basically came up um, when the COVID-19 outbreak started. So immediately you, you saw a decrease in uh, healthcare visits, in health uh, visits to the health clinics. And, uh, and We think that this was probably um, fueled by the Ebola experience, um, a crisis during which uh, too many uh, healthcare workers and too many people lost their lives at the health facilities. No, and I, I think, I mean, you're really pointing to an important thing because, I mean, as we may not know yet how much effect, let's say health effect, the the COVID epidemic will have in, in Guinea, and maybe it will be limited, especially in this area that we are working, it will surely have a secondary effect, which is, uh, as you say, this, uh, you know, probably less people, less women, less people in general going to the facility, maybe even fewer health workers showing up at the facilities because they, of course, also fear uh, the consequences of, uh, of an epidemic, especially if they don't have PPE and so on available. Um, so I think in the longer term, we will see a much probably, probably most likely a bigger effect in just, you can say, ensuring that we continue those uh, regular health services like immunization campaigns and material services and so on, which are which are important and, and and you know otherwise we might risk that more people will actually die from from other things than than, than COVID. And Sini, would you maybe give us some insights on why it's important to go to a health clinic to to give birth? So so in general, we know that uh, you know there is about I think it's about two hundred thousand deaths. Um, Uh, that occur every year uh, of mothers who die during pregnancy and childbirth in Africa, and that's about two thirds of all the the, the maternal deaths. Um, a lot of of these deaths could be prevented if if these women would have had uh, access to uh, skilled uh, care uh, at a clinic. Um, uh, of course, it is uh, it is important. 
to uh, to give birth at a clinic uh, just to have you know access to, to those facilities that are there um, the equipment and and the medicine and so on but it what it what is what is really important is also that there is a skilled attendant uh, available at, at these clinics um, you know a majority of births happens uh, and pregnancies are um, fortunately um, normal and happen sort of without any major complications but as if there are complications even minor ones they can turn uh, into severe sort of uh, problems for this woman and it could eventually lead to her death if they're not managed well for instance during the Ebola outbreak um there, there was a, a significant uh, and dangerous increase in uh, home deliveries. Um, so we are expecting to see similar trends uh, happening now during uh, COVID, during the COVID crisis. So we are expecting that women will be even more hesitant to go and uh, get, you know, ANC care, go and deliver at health um, health facilities, because they will see that the risk of infection of COVID-19 is well, they will they will suspect it to be higher at health facilities, and and it might even be unfortunately if if no efforts are made and if and if health clinics are not strengthened in their you know uh, infection prevention and control capacities, then the risk of infection is extremely high at health. So Michelle, how are you working with the uh, you Danish Red Cross and Guinea Red Cross Society? How have you been working with the health clinics regarding COVID nineteen? One of uh, one of the trainings that um, the project is uh, is providing together with uh, the health authorities is basically a merge training, where you will first uh, have the the BMONC training, the basic obstetric and uh, new uh, basic emergency obstetric and newborn care, uh, which teaches how to manage complications during uh, during deliveries. And this will be merged together with the following two days training on the Safe Delivery app, which is a mobile health application that has been developed by the Maternity Foundation. And, uh, and it happened that this training was actually taking place just after the COVID-19 uh, outbreak in Guinea. Um, and so the Maternity Foundation, in, as a response to the COVID-19 outbreak, they developed a new COVID-19 module to the <clears throat> sorry, to the SD, to the safe delivery app, and uh, and as a movement, uh, because of movement restrictions, we were not able to, you know, have uh, people come in from outside to train on this new uh, COVID-19 module. So what we did with the Maternity Foundation, we organized a remote training of trainers, um, organized via Skype. Um, on how to use specifically the COVID-19 module of the Safe Delivery app. And it also included an introduction on how to prevent and control COVID-19 transmission when providing service to pregnant women, um, service during deliveries and, and after. Um, this was actually really beneficial because uh, uh, the on Skype, you know, you could see um, the the phone of uh, our colleague from the Maternity Foundation. So when when people had a question on how exactly where do I find this information on the app or uh, how do I access this? How do I uh, you know um, how do I update the application? She could you know put on her screen of her phone so that we could see it 
and she, and you could follow exactly the steps that she was making on her phone. Um, so for um, for the COVID nineteen module and the safe delivery app, having a remote Skype training of trainers was uh, was very effective actually. Uh, and this remote training trainings uh, then allowed uh, the Guinea Red Cross team and uh, and the health authorities to include the, uh, the COVID-19 module in the BMONC and the safe delivery app training. And I would really recommend this uh, this approach to to other national societies um, of having uh, even remote training uh, of having remote trainings of trainers. And, uh, and to to include the the safe delivery app training with the COVID-19 module. And Sine, would you maybe uh, tell us a bit more about the safe delivery app and how it works, and also why it is um, good to use the app when you work in these health clinics? I mean, it's an app. It's a free app. Everyone can download it, um, and it's based on on uh, WHO guidelines. Uh, um, standard guidelines for how to manage uh, different steps to take if you're a skilled healthcare provider to manage uh, the most common complications during uh, birth. Um, and it, it's very sort of easy to use, uh, so you can download it free, and there are some videos that show you uh, exactly how to uh, manage these different complications and the procedures and also a list of medicines and so on that you can use. Um, so it can be used both as a tool for the healthcare worker when they are basically in a situation where they, when they don't know what to do, the woman starts bleeding, whatever. So they can look at uh, at these different videos and get some some instructions. Um, you know, it was developed knowing that conducting these trainings are very expensive and sometimes it's difficult because you have to move people, you know, from, from different locations and so on. Um, so very often, as we talked about before, um, you know, I think some of these uh, healthcare workers are very lucky if they get one training uh you know, in their life, and maybe they don't get another training again. But a lot of this content, they may actually, with the help of this app, be able to repeat and just, you know, refresh a little bit. So in that way, it can also be used as a learning tool. Uh, even we've seen a couple of instances where people have used it, uh, where, you know, you could say doctors or midwives have used it to train some of the lower level health staff uh, and actually sort of almost use it as a, as a, as a training tool in that sense. Yes, no, it's exactly that. And um, and what is uh, what I just wanted to add was that uh, now specifically regarding this COVID-19 module, what is so brilliant about the app is that um, as we're still learning about how does COVID-19 affect maternal and newborn health, um, the app basically, um, you know, this new information will be available on your app. So you can always, um, you can make an update and you will get the newest information that is available to you. And that is something I think is um, is really important, especially working in remote remote clinics who do not always have access to the newest information. So this app uh, is not, you know, like a book that has been written. It actually, uh, information will be updated. Um, and I think that's, that's really important to, to just know and, uh, and beneficial about the app. I also know that there was a lack of uh, personal protection equipment at the, the health clinics. Have you been supporting them with their PPEs? 
Yes, so this was part of uh, providing the, um, the this COVID-19 module uh, and the SDA training, the Safe Delivery App training, was also to provide them with the equipment that they, that they are taught uh, to use. Because, of course, if, if we teach, or if uh, health authorities teach them on how to use certain equipments and how to, you know, protect, um, prevent and control transmission, they will also need to, knowledge does not, uh, knowledge is not sufficient. You also need to have the equipment there to, to implement what you're taught. So, yes, um, there was a, we are also providing a, a minimum of personal protective equipment um, to the healthcare facilities. Do, do we know anything about how COVID-19 can affect a newborn or also a pregnant woman? Lately and quite recently, I think there has been more evidence established that uh, women in pregnancy, I don't know exactly, I mean, like I think in their late, later stage of the pregnancy, um, are actually at increased risk of getting severely ill from COVID, which is the sort of like the dangerous part, you can say. Um, and also, I think there is increasing evidence of transmission from the mother to the baby. I think there was recently a case of, uh, you know, an infection occurring in the womb, but otherwise with infants, the transmission mostly occur, you know, with the droplets from, you know, falling onto the baby from the mother or the caregiver or you know the the midwife or whoever is, is very close so still early days in terms of the evidence but yes uh, there is increasing evidence that uh, pregnant women and, and infants uh, newborns are at higher risk of of developing you know severe cases of covid and you know also of dying that's actually a matter of of life and death in many in many instances it is a matter of life and death, uh, particularly when it is, uh, you know, a complicated delivery uh, of some sort. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to add something, Michelle, from from Guinea specifically. Yes, yes. and I'm, I mean, you you said it uh, really well. And um, I think the the problems in Guinea are too many to uh, to list them up here. Um, but yes, quality of uh, of the healthcare services are very um, of the yeah of the healthcare services are very weak. Um, healthcare workers, even though I, I mean most of them, I'm sure they are very motivated people, but they just they lack uh, basic equipment, they lack training, and just uh, you know general uh, capacities to to prevent quality uh, quality care. Um, and facing this uh, and seeing the clinics here and the health posts where, you know, there's, there's no access to water. There's no, some don't have latrines. Um, there were some health clinics where there's not even a bed uh, for women to lie on um, during, during childbirth. So one can easily understand, looking at the reality here, why there is a lack of trust. Uh, and it is because lack of equipment, lack of, uh, of capacities of healthcare workers. And this is something that the project is really uh, focusing on. Because, of course, um, we have volunteers who are very engaged in the communities and who sense, you know, who talk uh, and try to educate uh, the communities about the importance of, uh, of getting uh, professional uh, help during pregnancy, during deliveries, as Sina mentioned, because it can prevent 
um, in some cases, maternal and, uh, and newborn um, mortality. Thank you both so much for participating today and sharing with us why it's so important to work with safe deliveries also during COVID-19 and why it's important to, to keep going to the health clinics to, to give birth. The program on safe deliveries is implemented by Guinean Red Cross Society with support from Danish Red Cross and Maternity Foundation. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Danish Red Cross.